Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is a non-number episode because it is our Christmas Eve special. And this episode is about Spring Hill Jack. Right, I'm going to get straight into it. All of this is kind of like an introduction piece anyway. Um, It's quite interesting. I really love our local-ish folklore. So let's go. It was London in October of 1837 when a young lady by the name of Mary Stevens was walking back to work in Lavender Hill where she was employed as a servant. After a visit to her parents' house in Battersea, she was making her way through Clapham Common when a figure suddenly leapt out at her from a dark alley. He quickly immobilised the poor girl with a bear-like hold and then began to kiss her upon her face, ripping at her clothes and touching her flesh with his sharp, animal-like clawed hands. When she let out a horrified scream, Mary's attacker quickly ran from the scene as several residents rushed to her aid. Mary would later describe her aggressor's grip as cold and clammy as those of a corpse. The following day, there was another sighting of the creature near Mary's home. A coachman severely injured himself as the entity that would later become known as Spring Hill Jack jumped out in front of him, causing him to lose control of his carriage and crash. There were several witnesses who testified to seeing the figure escape by jumping over a nine-foot-high wall, letting out a high-pitched, ringing cackle as he went. (laughs) The press quickly picked up on these sightings, and on the 9th of January, 1938, the Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cowan, reported at a public session that he had received an anonymous complaint a few days earlier 
which he had not quickly revealed as he had been sceptical of the letter and had hoped to obtain further information. The complaint read as follows. It appears that some individuals, of as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life, have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear and a devil, and moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. At one house the man rang the bell, and on the servant coming to open the door, this worse than brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a spectre clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history at their fingers' ends, but, through interested motives, are induced to remain silent. A member of the public session confirmed that servant girls about Kensington, Hammersmith and Ealing tell dreadful stories of this ghost or devil, and the matter was reported in the Times that very day. On the 11th of January, the Lord Mayor would go on to show a crowded gathering several letters from all around London who had witnessed similar sightings. One of the correspondents claimed that several women in Hammersmith had been so frightened they had dangerous fits and some were even severely wounded by a sort of claws this miscreant wore on his hands. And another letter's contents claimed that a number of people died of fright after seeing this entity. The most infamous sightings took place in February of 1838 where two teenage girls on separate occasions were attacked by Spring-Hill Jack. The first of these was on the evening of the 19th of February. Jane Alsop had answered the door to her father's home to a man purporting to be a police officer. The man beckoned her to bring a light, announcing, We have caught Spring-Hill Jack here in the lane. Upon following the stranger's instruction, she noticed that he was wearing a large cloak, and as she handed him the candle, he threw off his cloak and presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. The man projected blue and white flames from his mouth, and his eyes were like that of red balls of fire. He then began to claw at gown, and at this point she screamed for help and was rescued by one of her sisters and the assailant fled. Jane reported that her attacker appeared to be wearing a large helmet and tight-fitted clothing, resembling white oilskin. Shortly after this sighting, on the 28th of February, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister had been visiting with their brother, who was a butcher, 
and he resided in a respectable part of Limehouse. Whilst walking home, Lucy noticed the figure stood at an angle along Green Dragon Alley. She was walking a little ahead of her sister, and just as she drew near to the figure, who was wearing a large cloak, he vomited a quantity of blue flame into her face, which made her unable to see. So frightened by this attack, Lucy dropped to the floor and had several violent fits, and that continued for many hours. Her brother had heard the commotion and ran to the aid of his sisters. He found Lucy lying on the floor of Green Dragon Alley having a fit, whilst her sister was trying to comfort and support her. Lucy's sister described the assailant as being tall and slender and dressed as a gentleman. He had worn a large cloak and had been carrying a small lamp like those used by the police. The man had not uttered a word to them, but had quickly walked away. In March of 1838, the Times reported upon the trial of Thomas Milbank, who, immediately following the attack on Jane Althorpe, had walked into the Morgan's Arms pub, boasting that he was Spring-Hill Jack. He was later arrested, but in court had admitted that he could not breathe fire. He was then later released at Jane Elsop's insistence that her attacker had indeed breathed fire. After these attacks, there were several more reported in the press, and the devil was renamed spring Jack in some Punch and Judy shows. He would also be the antagonist of several penny dreadfuls of the time. But these sightings would eventually fade away. In 1843, a fresh wave of sightings would sweep the nation, and in 1847, a Captain Finch was arrested in Tynmouth, Devon, and charged with two counts of assault against women. During these assaults, it was said he was disguised in a skin coat, which had the appearance of bullock's hide, skullcap, horns and a mask. Spring-Hill Jack was also connected to the Devil's Footprints that we touched on briefly in episode 12. Sightings then picked up again at the beginning of the 1870s. He was reported as being in several places that were distant from each other. And then in 1872, the News of the World newspaper published an article about the Peckham Ghost, a mysterious figure the editorial claimed that it was none other than spring Jack, who terrified a past generation. And a number of similar stories were published in the Illustrated Police News. In April and May of 1873, there were a number of sightings of the park ghosts in Sheffield, which were also attributed to none other than spring Jack. In August of 1877, and one of the most notable sightings, spring Jack was seen by a group of soldiers in Aldershot Garrison. A sentry on duty noticed a peculiar figure advancing towards him. The soldier issued a challenge, but it went ignored, and a curious figure came up to him and slapped him around the face several times. 
The soldier shot at it, but his bullets had no effect, and the figure then disappeared into the darkness with astonishing bounds. Spring Hill Jack was last seen in Everton, Liverpool, where he bounded up and down the streets in 1904. <laughs> he is said to have leapt from rooftops onto the cobbles and then back again, and finally disappeared when a brave group of men tried to corner him. So what do you think of that, Ben? Well, I reckon if you told me that and I lived in that time period, I'd laugh in your face. Really? Yeah. Ah, well. So what was the London mayor saying then? Well, basically, he was saying that he'd heard about a bet between rich, posh boys. that <laughs> 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 They would do this. So it could have been a case of that, but obviously it doesn't explain him jumping way so high after attacking people. Yeah, but possibility. And then through the sort of generations, other people did it just for a laugh. Yeah. Maybe. Some people think it's definitely paranormal. Some think, it, yeah, that it was somebody dressed up. What's the penny dreadful? They're magazines that used to sell to tell scary stories back in the day so you could get your penny dreadful and they used to cost a penny and it was like horror stories basically but a comic um so they're they're great actually i wonder if if you can still i imagine if i look on ebay we can have a look at penny dreadfuls but um yeah so that's what it is there's another story i didn't include it but there were reports of Spring Hill Jack wearing furs, like fur coats and stuff to look like a bear. And one, in one case, he terrorised a gardener. He climbed on the wall, up on the wall, watching, and then just chased the gardener everywhere until he got bored of it and then apparently jumped really high. I just imagine this boy, like Wonder Woman, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, jumping up like that and he... Yeah, he chased him on all fours. <laughs> that poor gardener. Poor thing. 67 years of Spring Hill Jack in the UK. Long time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the, there are reports that he then went abroad. They've actually got something really similar in so Prague. Probably in France. Well, in Prague, not France, but they have they have got something an equivalent of Spring Hill Jack, which is quite interesting. Um, but it's like loads of folklore. You you hear these stories repeated all around the world, and I think he was seen. I can't remember where it was in America, but somewhere in America. Um, obviously, we can we can sort of share more stories at another time. But also, they took this extremely seriously because obviously he was attacking women. And I love the bit where they became a burden on their families. Like, oh, don't worry about the poor girls. They're just now a burden because all they do is faint. But anyway, that, that was the times for you. So they they had uh, vigilante groups. Do you know what vigilantes are? Yeah. Yeah, what are they? Tell me. I wouldn't call them superheroes, but sometimes get paid to just do the bad stuff. Yeah, what to bad people? What they are basically is they take the law into their own hands. Yeah, yeah, like the Incredibles. 
quite yeah that's just because I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. just, I just grew up from like vigilantes because I used to watch that all the time yeah and pretty much called them vigilantes. yeah and obviously you have to be really careful with that because yeah. innocent people can get accused and battered and it's not good um, but yeah they put together these groups of vigilantes to take spring Jack down um, and they got quite close a couple of times not sure what they were close to because apparently then <laughs> sprang away yeah. but yeah there's something um, something very interesting about these stories and that brings us to the end of our special Christmas Eve episode if you have listened to it on Christmas Eve have a fabulous day tomorrow we will be publishing another episode um, the next two weeks are going to be solely around hauntings. So we've got two stories on Christmas Day, true stories, two true stories, and then we've got two more on New Year's Day. Um, and one is from quite an extreme haunting, haunting in Wales. So if any of you have been listening to Witch Farm, some similarities there. Um, but yeah, join us. Goodbye and have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, take care, everyone. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.